You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to this Thursday edition of the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. So glad to have you with us today. I believe it's going to be a wonderful lesson today. Tag a friend, let them know that uh, we're here ministering the word. You can, you can get this on YouTube. I believe it's going to be a blessing for you. We've been talking about toxic relationships 101. This is our sixth lesson. Uh, Leslie Vernick in her book, The Emotionally Destructive Marriage, communicates that there are three essential ingredients to a thriving relationship. Now, she's talking about marriage and a destructive marriage, but these key ingredients apply to any relationships. Number one, she said there must be mutuality. Mutuality means that both individuals in the relationship contribute specific qualities essential for the care, the maintenance, and the repair of the relationship. Then secondly, to have a thriving relationship, she says you must have reciprocity. Reciprocity means both people in the relationship are allowed to allowed to receive and allowed to give. Give and receive. It's a giving and receiving relationship. And then thirdly, she said that a third ingredient to a thriving relationship is freedom. And freedom means both people are allowed to make choices, give input, freely express their feelings, not be pressured to be somebody else or to do something like somebody else. In other words, their freedom to go back and forth. Now, for three weeks, we talked about a controlling relationship. A controlling relationship hits up against that third uh, ingredient, freedom. I want to begin to talk about selfishness, selfishness in a relationship. And selfishness will hit up against these other ingredients, mutuality and reciprocity. So let's talk about selfishness. And I want to give this a subtopic. I'm going to talk about a selfie relationship. All of you know what a selfie is. It's a photograph that you take of yourself and then you take it with your cell phone and then you share. Most of you have taken a selfie before. A selfie really in its original uh, context had to do with taking a photograph of yourself, not really with others, but a photograph of yourself. I want to talk about it using that analogy. I want to talk about a selfie relationship, a selfie relationship. My background text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5 in the New Living Translation. It says, love does not demand its own way. Love does not demand its own way. And then in the New Living Translation, Philippians 2, verse 13, verse 3, Philippians 2, verse 3 says, don't be selfish. 
quite simple. Don't be selfish. So what is a selfie relationship? What is a selfie? And, and are you in a selfie relationship? A selfie relationship is simply a one-sided relationship. A selfie a relationship is a relationship based off, uh, based on imbalanced expectations. A selfie relationship is a relationship based off imbalanced contribution. Notice imbalanced expectation, imbalanced contribution. A selfie relationship or selfishness in a relationship is a relationship in which one or both parties are not willing to sacrifice. And that's a word that is so very important when it comes to marriage. Sacrifice. The willingness to invest thought, time, effort, attention, resources, and commitment to the relationship because it's essential for the maintenance and the growth of the relationship. I'll say it again. Selfie relationships lack sacrifice. One or both are unwilling to sacrifice. And by sacrifice, I mean a willingness on the part of both individuals to sacrifice or invest time, thought, effort, attention, resources, and commitment to the relationship. And you know, selfish behavior is not some new phenomenon. Selfish behavior runs all through the Bible from the beginning of Genesis all the way to the end of the Bible. Let's look at some examples of selfishness in the Bible. And when I talk about a selfish relationship, it could be in marriage, pardon me, it can be in family, <coughs> excuse me, it can be in business, it can be in government, church, school, work, single dating, or leadership. Selfishness is a, a detriment to any relationship. Some call it the me disease. The me disease, it creates loneliness, unhappiness, division. It creates breakups, frustration, infidelity, divorce, and failure. It is terrible. I am so happy to be in a relationship with my wife where there's mutuality. I thank God that we have a uh, reciprocity in our relationship. She's giving and I'm giving. She's receiving and I'm receiving. And we're both investing. And we've been married for over 43 years. In fact, for teaching purposes only, well, maybe I'll just say to you singles, those of you that are single and you want to be married, one of the chief criterias that you should be looking for beyond that just the person being spiritually connected to you, to God, you should look for a person who is does not have tendencies toward selfishness. The relationship is all about them. So let's look through the Bible, a quick movement through the Bible. Eve was motivated by selfishness in the very beginning, 
when she influenced Adam to make an ungodly decision. Adam, the first man, was motivated by selfishness when he blamed God and Eve for his own disobedience. Cain was motivated by selfishness when he killed his brother Abel because his sacrifice wasn't accepted. Abel did nothing to him. Abraham was motivated by selfishness when he encouraged Sarah to lie about the fact that she was his wife. Sarah was motivated by selfishness when she encouraged Abraham to sleep with her handmaiden, to have a child by her handmaiden. And when the child was born and it didn't work out the way Sarah thought it should work out, she said, get rid of her, get rid of that child. Sarah was motivated by selfishness. Jezebel and Ahab, probably the the worst leaders in the whole of the Bible, king and queen, worse in the whole of the Bible. They were extremely wicked. They were motivated by selfishness when they had neighbor stone and then they stole his vineyard. James, John, let's move into the Gospels. James, John, and their mother was motivated by selfishness when they requested of Jesus to sit on the right hand and on the left hand in his kingdom. Let's move into the church age. Paul and Barnabas was motivated by selfishness when they failed to work through a disagreement and allow their selfishness to break a relationship, a team up that God had, the Holy Spirit had brought together. Diotrephes, a leader in the church, was motivated by selfishness when he had people thrown out of the church when they would not submit to his selfish will. So all through the Bible, from beginning to end, we see selfishness. It is a deadly thing. It destroys relationships. Now listen at this. The rest of the way, I just want to talk because we're going to spend some time here. I want to talk about signs that you're in a selfish relationship. Signs that you're in a selfish relationship. If you're married, think about your relationship. If you're single, dating, or just friendships, think about your relationships. If you're friends with Others think about your relationship. If you're in business, work, classmates, co-workers, think about your relationships. And let's now think through signs that you are in a selfish relationship. The first sign that I like to share is your partner or you. Because you can be the selfish one in the relationship. Your partner or you believes that what he or she does is more important. When you're in a relationship and your partner or you think what I do is more important than the other person in the relationship, that's a selfish relationship. In other words, you're self-absorbed. In other words, the focus is on your success, on your problem, 
on your knee whenever there's an imbalance in the relationship imbalance in the relationship you're going to have selfishness the second sign that you or your partner are in a selfish relationship is your partner is competitive and insecure think about it this is someone you're in relationship with but they're competing with you they are rival they're, they're insecure and they're trying to outdo you. This is not a healthy relationship. He or she doesn't handle your accomplishments well. They take it. He or she takes it as a, a, a personal letdown for you to accomplish. You can tell this is unhealthy because if it was healthy, he or she would be excited about your accomplishments. They rarely praise you. Rather than praise you for your accomplishments, they downplay your success. You see that there's some jealousy there. That's a sign that you're in a selfish relationship. And if that's who you are, you are jealous of the person you're in relationship with. You put down their accomplishments. You never praise them. You get this this solemn, sullen look on your faith when your partner communicates his or her achievements. That's a selfish relationship. The third sign of a selfish relationship is your partner or you does not apologize even when they have done something offensive or hurtful. They have done something offensive. They have done something hurtful, but he or she will not apologize. And that is a sign that you are in a selfish relationship. I, you know, there are times when I've missed it and I had to say to my wife, it's my fault. I miss it. There's times she had to say, it's my fault. I miss it. When you're in a relationship where the person never apologize, even though they've been hurtful and even though they've done something that's harmful and they never apologize, you're in a selfish relationship. The fourth sign that you're in a selfish relationship is your partner or you does not put forth much effort. Your partner or you does not put forth much effort in the relationship. In other words, you're pouring a disproportionate amount of time, money, and energy in the relationship. Each one should be pouring time, money, and energy in the relationship. But you are investing a disproportionate amount of time, energy, and resources in the relationship. And you feel like you're in it by yourself. You feel like you have to carry the weight. And if that's the relationship you're in, it's toxic. It's toxic because you probably already feel like you're being used. The fifth sign that you're in a uh, selfie or selfish relationship is your partner or you determine or set the terms of the relationship. 
you're in a selfish relationship, a selfie relationship, if you or your partner set the terms of the relationship. In other words, everything depends on his or her schedule. Everything depends on his or her availability. Everything depends on his or her interests, his or her preferences. Well, he doesn't like to go out to eat, so you never go out to eat because he doesn't like to go out to eat. That's a selfie relationship. She doesn't want you to do anything you want to do. You know, that's a self. It has to be fit around her, fit around her schedule, fit around her availability. That's a selfie or selfish relationship. The sixth sign that you're in a selfish relationship is your partner or you has unrealistic expectations. That's a good one. You or your partner has unrealistic expectations. Right off the bat, I'll say this. Expectations in marriage and expectations in dating are different. They're not the same. I don't care how long you've been dating. I don't care how long you've been been, uh, knowing each other. Expectations in dating and expectations in marriage are different. Now, now listen at this. You or your partner, now this, I'm, I'm talking about unrealistic expectations. You or your partner act like the relationship is official and expects the other partner to exclude others but doesn't want to put a label on the relationship. You know, you know that's the truth. Here you are in a relationship. It means a lot to you. You don't mind anybody knowing. In fact, you want people to know about the relationship. And 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 really, your partner wanted to be an exclusive relationship. In other words, they don't want you connected to others. They want it to be an exclusive relationship. But at the same time. They don't want to put a label on it. They are uncomfortable with terms. Singles, they're uncomfortable with terms like boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other. They're uncomfortable with those kind of, they don't want labels on the relationship. But at the same time, they're going to act like this relationship is official, want you to exclude others. And I'm talking about a dating relationship, want you to exclude others, but they don't want to put a label on the relationship. And they definitely don't want to put engagement on it. And they definitely don't want to talk about marriage. Those are unrealistic expectations. You should dial it back. If you don't want labels on it, then remove this exclusivity away from it. If you don't want a label on the relationship, the seventh sign that you are in a selfie or selfish relationship is your partner or you shut off when you have an opinion different from his or different from hers. You're in a selfish relationship. 
if every time you disagree with that person, they shut you off, he or she shuts you off, that is a selfie relationship. Every time you come up to a little difficult place and you realize that you don't, you don't, you're not thinking the same way. You don't agree with it. Freedom means you should have the right to disagree. But if that person just shuts off, just shuts off when you disagree, and I'm talking about consistently shut off when you disagree, you're in a selfie or selfish relationship. Now, the final sign, I just have eight signs that you're in a selfish relationship. You or your partner beg or has to beg for the partner to do something you enjoy, something you want to do. You're in a relationship and you literally you have to beg the other person to do something you enjoy, to do something that you are interested in, and they never want to cross over. They want you to cross over into their interests. You want, you want, they want you to cross over into their enjoyments, but they never want to cross over. You know, I use, I use that because I always challenge our men because men are the domestic leader in the home. And I always like to check, uh, challenge our men because I know the authority that they have. And so I use illustrations like some men don't like to eat out. They like home cook meals and they don't like to eat out. So they can eat at home forever. And here the wife, she wants to not have to cook every day. She wants to eat out, be served, not have to clean up. But he is just adamant. I don't like eating out. Now, listen, if that's you, brother, that's selfishness. That's selfishness. Years ago, I didn't care about going to the mall. I didn't care about the mall. I go in and get out. But that would have been selfishness because my wife enjoyed going to the mall. And the beautiful thing about it is what you give your attention to, your desire. So now I enjoy going to the mall. But when I first started going shopping with my wife, I didn't particularly care for it because she browse a lot and stay a lot and pick up a lot, not not uh, buy anything. But I got to the point where I enjoy just being with her. I wanted to be with her. And I wanted to do what she enjoyed doing. And now I enjoy it as much or in some cases more than she does. I'm talking about a selfie relationship. I'm talking about selfishness. Now, I want to close with this statement. I want to close with this statement. The major problem with correcting and changing a selfish relationship or a selfish selfie relationship is selfishness is rooted and reinforced by deception. In other words, the selfish person rarely knows 
or believes he or she is selfish. I'm going to give that to you again. The major problem with correcting and changing a selfish relationship is selfishness is rooted and reinforced by deception. The selfish person rarely knows or rarely believes he or she is selfish. I'm believing God is going to break the yoke of selfishness over friendships, over marriages, over relationships at work, relationships with classmates, relationships in athletics, entertainment, whatever you're in where you're connecting with people. I'm believing God business. I believe that God is going to break that selfishness over those relationships because there should be mutuality and there should be reciprocity if it's going to thrive, if it's going to succeed, if it's going to last. Now, this concludes our lesson for today. Uh, in our next session, I'm going to talk about what to do if your partner is selfish. What to do if your partner is selfish. I'm going to also talk about how to change if you are a selfish partner how to change if you are a selfish partner. I want to thank you for spending this time with us. I pray that you have a great wet rest of the week. I love you and I look forward to seeing you next time. <music>